Hello everyone. Welcome welcome to Capes and Japes. Welcome to a, a sleepy little Capes and Japes. I wasn't tired until I lied down. <laughs> the bed stole my energy. Just, just sucked it right out of you. How could this happen? Um, it's okay. I'm also, it's like, it's very like gross and rainy here, mm-hmm. which always steals my energy. So we're just going to have, we're just going to have a chill little episode going on. I wish I had the excuse of weather. It was actually really nice here today. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you just lie down and uh, you make a mistake. <laughs> you know what? You're right. This could it have happened, happened to anybody. It happens to the best of us. Folks, never forget that. Sometimes you just make a horizontal mistake. <laughs> that sounds like a euphemism. Uh, it does sound like a euphemism. I guess in a way it is a euphemism, but it's a euphemism for uh, lying down on a bed and getting and suddenly very tired. becoming very tired. Uh, anyways, so uh, we today wanted to do sort of a uh, roundup episode. We've uh, been touching on ant men, giant men, the people who get pimp- very small. Yeah, pim particle users. Uh, <laughs> some of them also get very big. Uh, patron of this show, Sam, suggested we refer to them as shrinkums. <laughs> I do like the term shrinkums. <laughs> so today, um, today we're doing a uh, a Shrink- shrinkums roundup. A shrinkum roundup. Yeah, uh, because as it turns out. When your superpowers come from a, like, special material or substance, uh, a lot of people can just end up getting their hands on that. Surprise! Surprise! And using it for good or for ill. Uh, and we're going to... I Honestly, we probably will not even cover every single person who has ever used Pym Particles. Um, but we're going to go through a few of them, because there's way more than I expected. There's a lot of shrinkums. There's so many shrinkums. It's because they're so little, you could fit a whole bunch of them. Mm-hmm. I bet they could. you could fit a bunch of them on the head of a pin. <laughs> many have said. Um, starting with, uh, let's start with Eric O'Grady, who's maybe one of the more prominent ones because he is he's the third ant-man uh he's ant-man i think for a time concurrently uh with scott and then he's also ant-man for at least a little bit uh after scott dies uh so eric o'grady is uh introduced in his own title uh, which is called Irredeemable Ant-Man. Uh, oh. Which should give you a clue as to the sort of guy that uh, we're dealing with here. Um, so Eric is a... Uh, he's introduced as, like, a kind of low-level S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, um, but despite or perhaps because of working for a government agency, uh, he does not really have, like, any sense of morals. He doesn't really care about other people. He's, you know, willing to steal. He also, like, very, like, maybe his most notable character trait is he has a tendency to be really horny and inappropriate towards women. Oh. Um. Don't like that. Yeah, which is why. Let's not redeem him. Let's, I think we he should stay irredeemable. Um, so that's part, partly why I haven't really read a lot of comics with him, and also why, like, he might have done enough to, like, have a full episode on him, but I don't really want to do that, because I would have to read a bunch of stuff about, like, here's this, like, sexist thing he said to Black Widow this one time. Um, and she didn't murder but- him? <laughs> 
and then he died, and then that was the end. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, um, so he, when he's working for S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, they have Hank Pym and one of Hank's Ant-Man suits, uh, under, on, like, the S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier, under S.H.I.E.L.D. protection, uh, because Wolverine is, uh, trying to kill him or something. Um, I, (laughs) you know, these things happen. Um. Fair. So, he and his, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. partner, uh, are guarding Hank Pym and the Ant-Man suit, um, accidentally knock out Hank Pym, um, his roommate ends up taking the suit, uh, and running, and gets, uh, killed by a Hydra agent, and then Eric O'Grady takes the suit for himself, um, and just starts using it to, uh, do petty crime and, you know, follow, like, spy on women. Uh, Terrible. Terrible. Just terrible, terrible activities. You know how they were like, Scott Lang was uh, a crime Ant-Man and people liked him. So what if there was an Ant-Man who did crime but just did... What is it about being Ant-Man that makes you not respect women? Why is Scott (laughs) the only Ant-Man who respects women? Uh, maybe pin particles while also making you small also make you disrespect women? <laughs> no, no, that's giving them too much of an out. That's giving them too much of an out. And also Jan uses pin particles and she respects women so much. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's just, uh, the power set might attract people who don't respect women. Man, weird. Um, but, like... To be clear, obviously the comic is called, like, Irredeemable Ant-Man. Like, he's not supposed to be a relatable or, you know, (laughs) redeemable character. Uh, And from what I can gather, the tone of it is pretty, like, satirical. Uh, But he steals this Ant-Man suit, um, initially starts doing pranks and goofs and petty crime and uh sexism with it uh and then his shield uh superior who was uh supposed to be like receiving this uh ant-man suit uh like tracks him down and then is revealed to be like just also a shitty guy but a way worse shitty guy like a murderer guy um, and, uh, gets into a fight with Eric, uh, but Eric manages to, uh, escape with the Ant-Man, uh, powers, and he, uh, has just some, uh, the original Irredeemable Ant-Man lasted 12 issues, I think, so not that long. Uh, towards the end of it, uh, he is, he ends up becoming part of the, uh, initiative, the kind of post-Civil War hero training group initiative, uh, like, Tony Stark and Hank Pym let him keep the suit because they realize that, uh, he's, like, actually, unfortunately, he is, like, good at using it. That and they're like, oh, necessarily mean that he should be using it. it. It doesn't mean that he should, but they're like, well, we tried giving other people the suit and they couldn't control it as well. So you can keep the suit, but you have to join the initiative and you have to learn to use your powers for good and not, uh, spying on women. Petty shit. Not spying on women. Uh, but he, uh, he joins the initiative, uh, Cassie, uh, Cassie Lang is also, uh, a member of the initiative, uh, when he first shows up, 
uh, he starts, like, talking shit about Scott Lang, like, starts trying to claim that, like, a bunch of the shitty things he did as Ant-Man were things, uh, that Scott did, actually. Um, and this is shortly after Scott dies, uh, and Cassie gets extremely big and tries to stomp on him, uh, and then he also gets big, and then they have, like, a big person fight, and then Hank also gets really big and attacks Eric, uh, and just have this, you know, big old large person fight, chucking buses at each other and that sort of thing, uh, at which point, uh, Taskmaster <laughs> intervenes and stops them. Uh, thanks? <laughs> thanks, Taskmaster. Uh, honestly, just let Cassie step on him. Uh, but he does, uh, he, after the initiative, he helps him with some, uh, some stuff. He joins the Thunderbolts, uh, which are a, a team with a kind of rotating cast of reformed supervillains. Uh, and he works with, uh, works with them for a while. Uh, he joins the Secret Avengers. Uh, he continues being horny. I think it's like a recurring thing that he keeps being like, okay, I'm gonna be a better person now. And then he doesn't, uh... He gets, uh, you know, just has a bunch of, uh, shenanigans that I don't necessarily care about. Uh, he, while he's on the Secret Avengers, um, he seemingly dies. He dies defending a child, so, like, you know, that's, uh, that's something. And then he is, uh brought back as a life model decoy uh but he is he has all of his like memories so it's sort of basically him uh except also a robot he, except also a robot uh and he just kind of like he be, he starts going by black ant uh, and also he becomes, like, best friends with Taskmaster. <laughs> uh, they, like, they team up, and, uh, they, at one point, I think we might have talked about this during the Taskmaster episode, because I do, I know we've, I know I've come across this storyline before, and I don't know when else we would have talked about it, if not during the Taskmaster episode, but the two of them uh get hired by Craven the hunter to uh like kidnap animal themed superheroes and villains so that uh Craven can hunt them and then Taskmaster turns on Eric and is like you are also an animal themed <laughs> hero slash villain so I'm gonna turn you in to get money uh and then later Taskmaster comes back and rescues him. And apparently it's quoted they have this exchange where Taskmaster's like, well, you would have done the same for me. And uh, Eric's like, do you mean the betrayal part or the rescue part? And Taskmaster's like, yeah. <laughs> Both, so I do, you know. I do find that charming. Uh, maybe as a life model decoy, he's less obnoxiously horny. Do you think they... They're like, okay, when we're programming the life model decoy, can we just, like, tone that part down? It's like, well, is that really fair to him? And it's like, I just don't want to deal with it. I just, I just Please. hate it. I really just hate it so much. Uh, his, uh, his suit, so he, his suit has, like, uh, robotic arms in it, uh, and a jetpack. It's apparently, uh, initially he can only shrink with it, and then when he joins the initiative, it's like, oh, actually, this is Hank's, like, prototype, like, G.I. Ant-Man suit. Mm. So you can also grow with it. Uh, 
and he uses his growing abilities to get into a big fight with Cassie. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's very, <laughs> very odd character. I, again, I haven't read Irredeemable Ant-Man or most things with him in it, so I'm not sure what exactly the tone is. I mean, obviously, it's if you have a comic called Irredeemable Ant-Man, you're not, like, taking it super seriously. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm guessing a little more, like, probably not quite Deadpool, but, you know, sort of that kind of satirical thing. But if anybody's read it and you know, liked it, you can let us know. If you read it and you're like, um, actually him being, like, extremely horny all the time is, like, a commentary on such and such, like, okay, I am gonna keep, I am probably still not gonna read it. (laughs) (laughs) If it just is a guy being, just treating women badly. Uh, but, you know, you know, these things happen. Uh, so there is a there is a third Ant-Man, and Ant-Men are weird. <laughs> Just a lot of weird history. Um, I also want to touch on uh, Bill Foster, uh, who is actually introduced uh, in The Avengers uh, in 1966. So, uh fairly early on. I don't, uh, I think that's not long after, uh, Hank and Jan, uh, joined the team. Um, but he, uh, he is, he's a a black man and he's introduced as a, uh, lab assistant. Um, to Hank Pym, and initially is just sort of there as a supporting character. Uh, he just shows up like, uh, oh, Hank gets, like, stuck at ten feet tall, and they go to, uh, Bill for help to see if he can, you know, help them (laughs) make him stop being ten feet tall. Uh, he you know, just, like, helps Hank out with various, like, scientific things. Uh, not really. Not as much the Avengers stuff, but, you know, he, the Avengers stuff is around. Uh, he is, then, um, he gets a supporting, uh, like, backup feature, I think, in, uh, the Luke Cage comics in the 70s, uh, where he, it's, uh, explained that he moved to the West Coast, uh, and Hank either gave him the, uh, the Pym Particle formula, or he was able to kind of, like, synthesize them himself, um, but he, you know, starts using pin particles. He, I think, only gets big and not small. Uh, and... Goliath, yeah? Yeah. Well, he starts, he starts going by Black Goliath. Ah, uh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> Specifically. So, so this is both uh, a shrinkum and a growum roundup. Yeah. You know, one of the, one of the growums. Uh, but he shows up in... Uh, Luke Cage, he helps Luke Cage fight, you know, criminals. He briefly has his own, like, self-titled book, um, which has a very, like, annoying, uh, like, blurb at the front that's like, a child of the ghetto who pulled himself out of the slums. And it's like, okay, all right. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, okay. There's a, um, 
there's there's a lot of I mean you know obviously it's like a, a black comic book character in like the 60s and 70s there's <laughs> it's not gonna be good this it's not it's not gonna be great like uh, I love him however yeah it's uh at one point like he teams up with the thing uh and the thing suggests that he start going by giant man as opposed to black goliath and it's like why doesn't why doesn't he get to make his own decisions about what his name should be <laughs> uh but he like so at one point he is uh he fights adam smasher and he gets uh radiation poisoning uh but he's cured by he gets a blood transfusion from Spider Woman, uh, because she's immune to radiation, um, and it cures his radiation poisoning, but it takes away his uh growing powers. Rip. Which, yeah, which I feel. I mean, I'm sure there's like comic book science reasons why not, but if you get your powers from just like using this specific substance. And you don't have them anymore. Can't you just get more pin particles? I guess. Um, but he, uh, shows up again, uh, like, he's working for the high evolutionary for some reason, in, like, a scientific capacity. Uh. Okay. But, you know, figures out that he's doing evil and calls the West Coast Avengers. Uh, and at this point reveals that he does no longer have radiation poisoning, but he does have cancer. And then this is dropped like immediately after he mentions it. Uh, he gets his powers back, loses them again. He like helps Hank use Pym particles to like, you know, try and use them like, on plants so we can, like, grow more crops and, like, do useful things with them instead of just a bunch of people getting big and small sometimes. Uh, Thank you for looking at practical applications. Yeah. He goes, I think, goes back to going by Goliath. So not Black Goliath, just regular Goliath. Uh, And then during Civil War... He, uh, joins the Secret Avengers, uh, fighting against registration, and is killed by a, uh, Thor clone that Tony made. Honestly, uh, Civil War is so buck wild. It is busted as hell. Because you uh, could just say, like, oh yeah, one of the major turning points is... Uh, this guy gets killed by a clone of Thor that Tony Stark made. And it's like, what guy? And it's like, oh, Goliath. And they're like, who? <laughs> Goliath, you mean Hank Pym? No, no, no. no. You mean Clint Barton? No, no, no. no. Oh, Jiminy Christmas. Yeah, it's... The, the, the uh... best one. The best Goliath. <laughs> Not that it's a contest, but, you know, definitely you know. the best one. Uh... He has a, uh, he has a nephew, uh, named Tom Foster, um, who shows up in Black Panther, uh, shortly after, uh, Civil War, when, uh, Reginald Hudlin was writing it, um, and apparently they, like, wanted to bring in bill foster like to use in black panther and then he died so they came up with this new character uh who you know uh he's an mit student i think uh and he finds out uh that his uncle was killed by a clone of thor that tony made uh and is very upset about this understandably Um, understandably pretty upset uh and he starts using pim particles on his own uh and T'Challa 
uh, God Love Him is like, I fully support you in this. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do, like, I do want to imagine T'Challa just there, like, kind of hope this kid kills Tony Stark. <laughs> I would never say that out loud. He is a colleague. But sometimes I'm like, man, I do wish somebody would kill that guy. <laughs> Go get those Americans, uh, kid. <laughs> Terrible over there. Yeah, he, uh, he starts, uh, he basically swears, uh, revenge on, uh, Tony and also Reed Richards. Uh, he, uh, while, um, World War Hulk is happening when Tony and Reed and a bunch of other people send the Hulk into, into space. <laughs> and then he comes back and he's really mad. Uh... Tom Foster gives a speech that's basically like, I do think the Hulk should kill Tony Stark. <laughs> I think we should just like, let him. I think we should let him. And it's like, maybe we should let him. Uh, it would solve a lot of problems. He he does uh, he does get into a fight with Iron Man at one point, um, but he uh, is interrupted by more pressing things going on, unfortunately, and he has to go and, like, pr help prevent the city from being destroyed. Uh, he, uh, during Civil War II, I think he gets arrested, um, but then he, like, is, you know, when a bunch of, like, uh, supervillains try to break out of prison, he, like, stops them from killing a bunch of people, and then, uh, they're like, oh, Okay, you can, uh, you can be let out of prison. And you're which, free like, to go. Honestly, this, <laughs> frankly, this dude sounds way more interesting than horny Ant-Man. <laughs> yeah. Give him a title. <laughs> Give him his own book. Uh, goddamn. Um. The totally great Goliath's nephew who is now doing his own thing. Just doing his own thing. I think he does he does also go by Goliath, I'm pretty sure. Uh but <laughs> that's the other extremely confusing thing about the uh Shrinkums is that They all use the same like five names. They all use the same five names. And some of them use multiples, like some of them cycle between a couple different ones of those same five names. Um, so it's like, you know, you have this guy who's like, Hank's been like Ant-Man and Giant-Man and Goliath and Yellow Jacket. And then you have this guy who's been Black Goliath and then Giant-Man and then just regular Goliath. You have this guy who's been Giant-Man but not Goliath. <laughs> you have Clint who was Goliath also for a little bit. <laughs> You've got the other dude, the villain, Yellow Jacket, like... Yeah, just, oh my god, just, guys, you you have to stop. And then, um, and then you just have, like, the ladies who are like, no, 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 no. I'm Wasp. I am simply Wasp. Oh, no, me? I'm Stature. And now I'm Stinger. I'm not using any of your bullshit names. I absolutely refuse. And, you know, she's right. Uh, speaking of wasps, uh, we've touched on a couple times uh, in previous Ant-Men uh, Shrinkum episodes. Uh, Nadia Van Dyne is one of the more recent uh, additions to the Shrinkum family. Uh, she was introduced in, uh, 2016 in, like, a standalone Civil War II, like, free comic book day issue. Um, she's had, like, a couple, uh, solo titles that didn't last very long, uh, and then, like, a limited series, uh, with Ant-Man, uh, but she was created uh to be the uh comics counterpart of Hope Van Dyne who was 
created for the uh the MCU Ant-Man played by Evangeline Lilly or no hold on I'm gonna it's gonna be either Evangeline Lilly or No, that sounds right. Okay. I could also be wrong though. Okay, no, I was right. It was Evangeline Lilly. Uh there is an actress that I always get confused with Evangeline Lilly, but I was right, so don't ask me any more questions. Thank you. Uh anyways, the story behind Nadia is that she, uh, Hank Pym, this was established, like, way long ago when Hank Pym was first introduced. Hank Pym had a first wife who was, like, a Hungarian, like, revolutionary or something, who was, uh, seemingly, uh, killed, but she, uh, was... I guess pregnant at the time, uh, and was taken by these, uh, you know, the, the fucking Marvel Universe KGB or whatever, uh, and her, uh, baby was raised in the Red Room, uh, where they train spies, that's where, uh, Black Widow grew up, uh, and she is able to uh get hold of a pim particle sample and escape and go to the US to look for Hank who at this point i think has been <laughs> subliminated into Ultron maybe i think that might be where we're at at that point with Hank uh-huh. God, I, this is, this has been, this Shrinkum's journey has been way more complicated than I really anticipated it would be. Uh, but she's like, okay, well, my dad isn't here, but Jan Van Dyne is extremely cool, so I'm gonna, uh, take on her last name, and also I'm gonna be the new wasp. Uh, so she, uh, starts going by wasp. She has a couple, like, solo titles that don't last super long. Uh, she starts a, like, a women in STEM sort of organization to, like, help young girls, like, achieve in, uh, in science. Uh, and she also, uh, apparently she also, uh, is bipolar, like Hank is, and I think at that point Hank being bipolar was a fairly recent revelation, uh, to sort of explain his terrible behavior, which is, like, not, like, the best thing, but, you know, uh, but maybe Nadia, I was gonna say Nadia is probably better representation, um, because she's not Hank Pym. <laughs> uh, we do love it when a character is not Hank Pym. That is my, one of the first things I look for in fictional characters is simply not being Hank Pym. Uh, who else did I want to touch on? Uh, there is a, um, there have been, there have been a, uh, a couple evil yellow jackets. One, I, God, I hate this name stuff so much. Uh, one of them is, Darren Cross, who's sort of, uh, uh, like, Scott Lang's arch nemesis, uh, for reasons of, uh, kidnapped a doctor who he needed to save his daughter's life, uh, and also all of his many, many crimes. Uh, but before that, there is another supervillain turned superhero named Rita Damara, who is, uh, like a, she's a member of the, uh, Masters of Evil, but she's sort of, uh, she's not, <laughs> she's not really into the whole evil part. Uh, she's kind of just, like, doing crime to get by, 
Uh, but she steals Hank Pym's old yellow jacket costume, uh, and starts figuring out how to, uh, how to use, uh, the Pym particles that it comes with, uh, and <laughs> the first time she, like, she shrinks, she extremely freaks out about it. <laughs> Which, I mean, you know, is fair. Yeah, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Uh, she, so she does some, she does some crime. She does some stuff with the Masters of Evil. Uh, she, at one point, she's, uh, she gets a distress call, like, from the costume and ends up, uh, teaming up with some other superheroes to help fight the High Evolutionary and she uh later she joins the masters of evil again and then is like they turn on her uh and she ends up joining the guardians of the galaxy uh and she hangs out with the guardians of the galaxy for a little bit she goes to the future with them uh makes her costume look more cool and futuristic. Uh, she goes back to the present time because she doesn't want to be in the future anymore. Uh, she ends up running into Iron Man while he's being controlled by Immortus, and he kills her. Uh, and then she is resurrected during Chaos War. Uh, and I'm not sure what she's been doing since then. All of the Shrinkums that I know the most about are the ones that I care the least about. <laughs> uh, there's also, uh, Eric, uh, Eric Jostin sort of counts. Uh, Eric Jostin, very annoyingly, also known as Power Man, Smuggler, Goliath, and Atlas. Oh, well. Uh, has also been a member of both the Masters of Evil and the Thunderbolts. Um, he is, he's Power Man, I think, before Luke Cage is introduced. Uh, and he's a supervillain. And then at... <laughs> God, there's this really, I was just reading the, like, basically just skimming the Wikipedia article for him because he's, like, not super relevant. And this one extremely mean sentence is, like, his strength fading, Justin changes his costume and becomes a smuggler, taking the unimaginative yet appropriate name of the smuggler. Like, I mean. Vicious. It is, it is both of those things, I guess. Uh... But he steals, uh, he steals a sample of pin particles because nobody can keep these locked down. Uh, and he I mean, starts. Where do you even get pin particles? Aren't they just like around sometimes? <laughs> do, I, do they ever explain like where these fuckers come from? Where or are they, they just come like, from? Ah, they... I found them. They come from science. Listen, there's no reason why Hank Pym, as we've discussed, no reason why Hank Pym should have discovered a subatomic particle to begin with. Like, so honestly, it's not. It's not gonna. It's not gonna make any sense. Ah, it simply I found isn't. some electrons. I've I've found some. They were in a little vial, just sitting around. Um. No, absolutely not. They are never, it is never going to make any sense. Uh, but he starts going by Goliath, and he's, like, evil Goliath. He joins the Masters of Evil, because uh, of how evil he is. Um, and he, they start, the Masters of Evil start going by the Thunderbolts, and he changes his name to Atlas. Uh... And then he tries to join the initiative, but he is, uh, turned down because his, uh, 
size changing powers are unreliable and also maybe because all of the crime he did. Uh, eh. But he, uh, I think as far as I know, he's, uh, currently still evil doing crime. Uh, but he's, yeah, so he's, he's not really, doesn't have a whole lot to do with everything else going on with the, uh, the Shrinkums, but he's also there. Uh, there's also a new current giant man, um, named, uh, Raz Malhotra, who is, uh, gay and, uh, Indian American. Hell yeah. Um, hell yeah. Uh, so he, uh, he ends up, like, meeting Hank, uh, when, like, Hank is, like, trying to, like, uh, I think it's, like, Egghead has these, like, evil AI, and Hank is trying to stop the evil AI, and Egghead, uh, recruits this guy, Raz, uh, and he's like, sure, man with a head that looks like an egg. You seem trustworthy. Uh, <laughs> and Hank ends up uh, meeting him and being like, no, no, no. Do not help that guy. Uh, but later on, Hank, when Hank dies, I think from the Ultron thing, <laughs> the Ultron situation, uh, Scott gives uh gives him a giant man suit and access to pim particles through whatever means that happens uh so i think that he is only giant man i think that he only grows and uh does not shrink and joins and as far as i know is still on the uh the new agents of Atlas, uh, which are, like, the kind of, like, all-Asian, like, superhero team, uh, and is, uh, hanging out with them. Again, this guy seems really cool. <laughs> I wish he had more comics instead of a horny crime Ant-Man. I, I mean, maybe they had to get past the terrible hurt hurdle of horny crime Ant-Man to get here. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Uh there have also been as a few uh a few characters who have mostly been known for other things who have been uh joined the Legion of Shrinkums and Growems. Uh as we've alluded to a few times, Clint Barton for a while is just Goliath. Yeah. Like, he's, you know, he's like, I know that uh, my thing is arrows, but actually I'm gonna be Goliath now. He's like, I feel bad just being, like, the arrow guy. I want I want special powers for a while. And Hank's like, yeah. well, I'm taking a vacation, so here you go. <laughs> um, Shang-Chi also apparently... Uh, briefly gets, like, Pym Particle abilities. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I guess. Why not? Uh, also, uh, Wonder Man, the guy who... Has so much going on. <laughs> the guy who has so much going on. The guy who Vision's brain is based on. Uh, I think was, like, it was initially explained that his powers come from ionic energy, uh, and then possibly because somebody was like, that's nothing, um, <laughs> he, it's explained that he gets his powers from Pym Particles, but they're not Shrinkum powers. It's just that Pym Particles give him powers, which honestly is more confusing to me than it just being ions. Uh, but that's fine. Um, I don't know why they had to do that. 
I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't understand any of this. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff in this, uh, in the Shrinkum Extended Universe where I'm like, I don't know why they had to do that. Um, these are also, to be clear, these are also characters that, besides Cassie, I have, like, pretty limited exposure to. Uh, and even Cassie, I didn't know she was alive until, like, last year. Uh, but, so, there's definitely some details I could have gotten very confused while trying to keep all of these goddamn names straight. Uh, so feel free, feel free to, to correct me on, uh, Shrinkum's history. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's a quick, that's a quick tour of, uh, these guys. Did you, uh, did you have anything, anything else? No, I'm just trying to think about what the heck I'm gonna title this gosh dang episode. Shrinkum's Roundup! That is the obvious choice, but I don't know if that would be confusing. Uh, yeah. I mean, it could, you could, you could call it, like, Pim Particle Roundup. That's true. That is probably less confusing at a glance. It is probably less confusing. Not as fun. No. Um, no. But somewhat less confusing. Uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry about all the chaos. Uh, if you... If you were confused listening to all of this, do not worry, because I was confused learning about most of it. You're not alone. We're here for you. We are here for you. And we can also, if you want, be here for you on the internet. Yes, because so neither one oh. of us read comics. <laughs> neither I one just, of us read comics. I just wanted to put that in there. We're not forgetting that segment. Just neither one of us read comics. Neither one of us read comics. I do, actually, I feel like I should address, maybe on the podcast, uh, the fact that there's, there's a whole lot going on at DC. Um, there are rumors that DC is going to, like, stop, like, making serialized print comics. And then there are also a bunch of extremely rich DC fans who are like maybe talking about buying the print comics part of DC. Um, and I truly don't know how to feel about any of that. Uh, and also I keep having to see stuff about the Snyder Cut. Um, and today it was like, oh, Zack Snyder wanted, um, like, Batman to fall in love with Lois while Superman was dead and Warner Brothers told him no and I was like why Zack thank you Warner Brothers I am thank behind you, you on Brothers. this decision this one thing I think you were right about because I would have hated that and if you want something like that just have him be in love with Superman, you cowards! Yeah. Ugh. Unless. Unless. He thinks he's falling in love with Lois, but really it's just, like, a cope- a, a terrible coping mechanism to avoid him realizing <gasps> that he's actually feeling grief over the loss of Superman. A terrible coping mechanism, because nobody has ever taught Bruce Wayne a good coping mechanism in his life. No. Absolutely not. I'll, or they tried to teach him, but he did not internalize it. <laughs> just simply did did not happen. Alfred tried so hard and just, whoop, right over his head. Yep. Anyways, as I was saying, you can follow us on the internet. We have a Twitter uh, Tumblr, uh, Facebook, and an Instagram. You can find all those at Capes and Japes. You can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com if you have, uh, questions, any, anything you want to ask us, or, I mean, tell us, we'll read it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't promise we'll like it, but we will read it. Um, 
We uh, we have a Discord server. If you want to hang out with us on there, uh, you can post pictures of food you made. You can uh, everybody make pit crews using the same pit crew. Um, and other stuff. Sometimes talk about comics, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, I know. Um, it's, it's there. It's around. It's there. It's definitely, it's definitely there. It's present. Uh, we have a Patreon, if you want to support us on there. I think we have a, a new patron. We do. Thank you, Yay! Aiden. Thank you, Aiden! Woohoo! Um, super, super appreciate it. Very, very cool of you. Um, if you want to join, uh, our Patreon, we will definitely tell you how cool you are, uh, live on air. <laughs> and also, you can get fun extra content! Woo! Ooh. Uh, we, um, if you can't support us on there, uh, you could, but you still want to help us out, you could leave a rating and a review. Um, <laughs> we got our very first negative review over the weekend. Um, so uh, you should go leave us a rating and a review. Thank you, Jessa. You're probably not hearing this. I I really, truly assume that you are not because you could not get through an episode. Um, I hope they didn't try to listen to, like, the first episode and they're like mm, no it's like no 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 that was three years ago <laughs> listen to this new one try that and listen then see how it to goes this new one it will sound better imo <laughs> it will uh, sound better <laughs> um but i uh so yeah go leave us I mean, if you want, if you're listening to this and you want to leave a negative review because you're listening to this podcast even though you don't like it, obviously I will not stop you. Yeah. But maybe if you're listening to it and you do like it, you should go leave a nice review. Yeah. <laughs> to compensate for that one. Um, but regardless, thank you, person who is definitely not listening to this right now, for leaving your review, your honest review. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yes, if you also, if you want to tell a friend about the show, if you think they'd be interested in it, you should let them know. Uh, and, you know, just thank you so, so much for, uh, joining us, for coming back and joining us this week, as you presumably have before. Uh, we sure do appreciate it. Uh, thank you for listening to Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And, as always, Batman, I shrunk the shrinkums. <laughs> oh no. Ah, <laughs> oh, beans. Oh, they're all so little. Oh.